It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Rico Bronia, very sad Rico Bronia. Obviously, we all know about the Edwin Diaz news. I'm actually driving back from the afternoon show with Craig. I was sitting in massive traffic, and Pete and I are like, let's just talk about Edwin Diaz. I'm already agitated. Why not be more agitated and talk about it while sitting on traffic or in traffic on the West Side Highway? Uh, let's start with what happened on Wednesday night. Obviously, Pete and I recorded the Rico Bronia. Unbeknownst to us, this was going to go down. Talked about a lot of things that really feel all irrelevant now. And I don't know about you, Pete. I had the last few innings on of the Puerto Rico-Dominican Republic game. And if you notice, FS1 switched to the Team USA game. And when it switched to Team USA, I just lazily never found FS2. I just figured, ah, this game's over. I'm going to watch the USA game. And subsequently, I passed out within about five minutes of the switchover to Team USA. So I was just out cold sleeping and slept through the night, got a good night's sleep, which rarely happens these days. And I woke up to 48 text messages. And the first one I saw, unfortunately, was from my dear partner, Craig Carton who writes, Edwin Diaz done for the year, good morning. And I wasn't sure if he was effing with me or not. Like, I, I, I had no idea. So obviously, I see by the other messages, without knowing how or why, just, oh my God, this sucks, we're cursed, Edwin Diaz. And I still had no idea what the hell happened. I got the text from Pete saying, hey, <laughs> this is how I knew it happened at night. I get the text from Pete saying, Hey, do you want to re-record? <laughs> and I, I'm getting this at like five o'clock in the morning. So did you think I was dead, by the way, Pete, when you text me this and you're getting nothing back? I figured you were either sleeping or you had turned off your phone and decided to watch a nice TV show with the wife. It was one of those two. Yes. Yeah. And, and by the way, I feel bad because, look, the one thing about a podcast that's so different than live radio is that. You know, you're on live, whatever happens, you react to it. You do a podcast, there's always the risk that something can happen, you know, over the course of that night or real quick to make it outdated. Now, nothing we talked about on the last Rico, if you haven't heard it, is technically outdated. We're just not talking about the one thing Met fans want to talk about, which is the panic over Edwin Diaz. So I did feel bad about that. But, dude, I was stunned this morning. I'm reading these texts. I'm trying to digest it. I finally see the video of it. And I think I had the same thought everyone had who saw it last night or on Wednesday night. And that was, he's done. Like, there was never a part of me that had any optimism. Now, there was a moment where I went on Twitter about an hour later and said, maybe it's not worse. That was kind of like my prayer for optimism, not necessarily believing it. And obviously, based on every response I got, I think every Med fan thought the same thing, which is, he's done. He's done for the year. And and look, there's a mix of being selfish. We're Met fans. Uh, we root for the laundry before anything else. But then there's also the part that makes you feel bad for the human. Edwin Diaz did not want to get hurt. And Edwin Diaz crying after this happens and you know, having to be wheeled out on a wheelchair is just sad. So there's the emotion we have as fans and how brutal this kind of injury is. You know, the feeling that we have as Met fans of we can't have nice things. This always happens to us. Woe is me. And all also obviously feeling bad for Edwin Diaz. When you saw it now, did you see it live, Pete? Like, what was your kind of 
finding out moment about this. So, like you said, like they did flip over. So I was watching the USA game. I was, dude, we were locked into the game because even if you go back to the other podcast, I haven't mentioned. Like I just watched Francisco Lindor hit it inside the park home run. So we were, I was watching it, but they did flip over. So I kind of just was, I was editing the podcast, and I get a text message from one of our uh, part timers, Manny, and he goes, "Oh no, Edwin Diaz!" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I flip on to find FS2 and I see everyone huddled around Edward Diaz and I'm like, what the F and I'm looking and I'm seeing them kind of like carry him off. And I see that like, and the whole thing was just awkward too, because you're trying to carry him off and he's getting, he's uncomfortable. Then they're dragging his foot. I'm like, are you hurting his leg more now by what's going on? They put him in a wheelchair. It feels very like odd. Like it feels very like they weren't prepared for this moment. And instantly though, regardless, the same thing you said, the season, his season's over. No matter no matter what the outcome is, if it's an ACL, if it's a broken bone, kneecap, whatever it is, ankle, the season looks like it's over for Edward Diaz, and it sucks because the, all I thought I actually saw on Twitter prior to him going to this happening was, "Oh, I'm so happy the trumpets are back. People get excited about his entrance, and it's so good to be that be back." That's the last time we're going to see Edwin Diaz and the Trumpets in 2023. Yeah, dude, it's it sucks. I mean, it just it, it really, really sucks. And that's the emotion I have about this. There's a lot of anger that people are expressing at the WBC, and we'll we'll address it. You know, I'll give my opinions. Not really defending the World Baseball Classic, more just defending that that's not the reason he got hurt. You know, to look at this event and say that's the reason. To me, look, you can get hurt doing a million different things. We've seen a lot of freak injuries, and this is a freak injury. And I want to be specific about what kind of injury I would blame on the World Baseball Classic. Because there are injuries I would say, hey, this is a problem. This is because of the WBC. And I want to be real specific about this because not all injuries are created equal. A guy jumping up and down with all of his teammates, because they were all jumping up and down, in a light celebration, because it wasn't a wild jump up and down, it was a very casual jump up and down, something I've seen the Mets do after walk-off wins a lot. So it's not uncommon. That's a freak injury. That's an injury that could have happened two years ago when Luis Rojas was doing that 27-out drill and everybody was celebrating the fake world championship the Mets won. You think I'm kidding, but I'm not. I mean, that's how he got hurt. He got hurt jumping up and down. But before this World Baseball Classic started, there was a concern that the Mets had about Edwin Diaz. If you guys remember, they were concerned about him pitching on back-to-back days. They thought, wait a second, it's spring training. He hasn't thrown a lot. It's still March. Is that safe? And by the way, legitimate concern. That, that is absolutely a legitimate concern. A guy, and Max Scherzer hit on it, and we talked about it briefly on the last pod, about Max saying, I'm not ready to throw those kinds of stressful pitches in the middle of March. I totally get that. And that is the only part of the World Baseball Classic where I'll buy, hey, that guy got hurt because of this. If a guy is reaching back to throw harder than normal because there's a 2-2 count and the bases are loaded in two outs, eighth inning of a tie game in the WBC, yeah, that's a pitch he's not throwing necessarily in spring training. And maybe your arm's not ready for that. But Francisco Lindor's triple the other day, if he got hurt on that play, I would say, hey, look at Gavin Locks. 
you could get hurt rounding the bases no matter when you do it. So I do think there are things about the World Baseball Classic that you can look at and say, hey, that makes me uneasy. And I think that's a reason why a lot of American pitchers have not pitched in the WBC. I think that's a reason why Garrett Cole isn't there. Max Scherzer isn't there. Justin Verlander isn't there. Insurance wouldn't cover Clayton Kershaw. So I get that. I don't want to, I don't want to portray it as I'm naive to the fact that this event could cause injury risk. But what happened to Edwin Diaz on Wednesday night is a fluke. I mean, I could sit here all day and talk about other fluky injuries. How about Kendris Morales years ago when he was with the Angels? The guy had to walk off home run, and as he's jumping on home plate, he breaks his leg. Or Francisco Rodriguez accidentally stepping on a cactus. Or Mike Soroka, uh, unfortunately, and I, I feel bad for that kid, Mike Soroka, when he ruptured his Achilles a second time, and I think this time was when he walked into the locker room. Like, these things are flukes. And so I know we live in a society right now where there's, we got to blame somebody. We got to be mad at somebody. There really isn't anyone to be mad at. And, and if my fellow Met fan, and I understand there's a lot of people listening who don't like what I'm saying, and that's okay. You want to make me the boogeyman? Fine. You want to make the WBC the boogeyman? You can do it. But understand you're wrong. It's not the boogeyman. It sucks that Edwin Diaz got hurt. And I ask you this question. If Edwin Diaz got hurt walking into the locker room in Port St. Lucie, Florida, because he was excited he won a ping pong game against Justin Verlander, would it make you feel better? If Edwin Diaz got hurt on the mound in spring training, would it make you feel better? If Edwin Diaz got hurt playing the 27-out game that Luis Rojas set up two years ago, would it make you feel better? Because quite honestly, nothing's going to make me feel better. The guy got hurt. It sucks. He's not going to be here this year. But if it's going to make you feel better to blame the World Baseball Classic, I guess you could do it, whatever works for you. But I think you're nuts. Pete, your thoughts? The only thing I will disagree with you on is one minor. It's very minor. Edwin Diaz in this situation was doing the right thing. Like he actually got off the mound and was handing out like a professional, like he's been there before. And his teammates came and I don't want to say they attacked him, but they kind of got in his face and they kind of got on the jump. So he like, he wasn't even celebrating. So like, that's that's my issue. I'm not blaming anybody because they're excited. They moved on to the quarterfinals or whatever the hell the WBC. But, like, he actually was doing the right thing. So that's where my frustration lies a little bit more of, like, he actually handled it well. It was his teammates who got excited, and they kind of got him to jump up and down. And then that kind of led to whatever freakish injury happened. Now, on the other hand, we I think I've heard the same argument from other people. Well, was, does this mean that it was going to go eventually anyway? Yeah, I li listen, man, I don't know. There was a doctor who called in, Craig and I, today, and I asked him that question. I said, is this or was this a sign that maybe he had a weakness of that tendon where this was inevitable? And the doctor said, maybe, maybe not. Like, I don't think there's an answer to that. You know, I, I, I'm not a big believer necessarily in fate. Like, if it didn't happen here, it was going to happen there. I don't really know. 
I don't know. I, I just think injuries a lot of times are very unfortunate. And sometimes we look for blame. You know, even if it's a, you know, a Tommy John surgery situation, sometimes we say, well, did the manager use him correctly? No. Did the organization abuse him? Were we too careful with him? And I think sometimes with injuries, we just have to accept that it happens. And a part of winning a championship, two things. Number one is overcoming injuries, and there are a lot of examples of it, and I'll get to them. And then number two is being lucky enough to be healthy. Lucky enough to get through a season where you're not ravaged by injuries that can ruin your season. So I think those two things are just a part of getting through a 162-game season. 